Action Porty, the group of local people who originally came together in 2016 to bring Belfield into community ownership, are planning a large-scale community-led conversation, or more accurately, many conversations, that will take place on and around an event on the 9th and 10th of October called Heart Talk Porty. The question they're asking is, how do we draw on the resourcefulness of the people living here so that everyone is included in a caring community now and in the future? So I went along to their first public meeting about it to find out a bit more what was going on. Of course, the meeting's set in a huge church that the community acquired and now run everyone's masked, sanitised and has their own pen. But people gradually relax and begin fascinating conversations about transport, civic engineering, cross-generational care, community growing spaces, sand dunes and canals, among other things. At the end, I caught up with Kate Dyer to find out how she thought it went. Well, we, what we intended to do was set up a space where we can start the conversation. So it was really trying to give a taster of what thinking about what is is like and then not to do kind of corporate visioning exercises but get into some of the stuff about what if my dream about, you know, this is the place that I live, how could it be better? What would that look like? Um, And we hope that by giving people a sense here they might go away and start a bigger conversation. Really, it's the start of the process because we want to begin with where we want to go and not the questions around why it can't happen. And for me, that's one of my biggest frustrations is that quite often when you talk to to people that have got positions of power, they see their role as telling you why it can't happen. Um, And that's so frustrating. But at the same time, there are good reasons and, but unless you've got this sense of direction, you don't either have the energy to say, so how do I do this? And you get the fantastic individuals that take on doing Belfield, but then how do we join together all of those different initiatives to make kind of the world we want to live in? So nothing major, obviously. <laughs> Jane Saywell from The Wash House gave a presentation about the process of asking what is, what if and what next. So I asked her to tell me a bit more about that. What is, what if, what next is a framing question. It's a series of framing questions that are created by, well, they were sort of developed by the Transition Network. Now, that's a group that's been going for years and they're hugely successful in what they do. So they've tried lots of things, got it wrong, tried again, and managed to come up with, with, with this framework. Now, when you're asking what is, you're asking what is the current situation? What do I like about that? And what do I not like about that? And therefore, what do I want to change? But the really interesting question is what if? Now, what if is a great question. um, It just unleashes the imagination. It allows you, gives you permission to imagine something without thinking about the steps to get there and the consequences. And in doing so, it allows you to build a collective vision with other people. And once you've done your what if, and you've got your collective vision, whatever that vision is, it can be huge, it can be small, then you think, right, okay, what is? And you think, right, okay, that's where we are at the moment, and these are the bits that I need to change, probably, to get to my what if. That's the start of your what next. And your what next is where you start to explore the practical steps to bridge from what is to what if. Can you tell me something that you imagined? for the future of Portobello? 
Oh yes. So I, when I closed my eyes, um, and Eva was taking us through the visioning exercise, I think possibly I was guided as well. She was talking about the sights and the sounds. So as soon as I closed my eyes, I was thinking about, and probably influenced by the start of the pandemic, where the traffic stopped and I could hear the waves. I'd never heard the waves over the traffic before from my house, but I could hear the waves, I could hear the birds, um, people were cycling everywhere, and I guess that in some ways influenced my vision when I, when I closed my eyes. So I thought about that, and I also thought about, I'm a, I love swimming in the sea, and I thought about going down to the water and getting in, and it being teeming with life instead of swimming out to pick up a polystyrene cup, which is what I was doing last week. So it was great. It was really, um, it really cheered me up, actually. Yeah. And finally, I caught up with Justin Kenrick, chair of Action Porty. What, what struck me was the two streams. So that when Ian was introducing the evening and talking about Action Porty, wanting to be a kind of anchor organisation that allows people to be coming together and address issues. There's that theme of kind of a structural thing going on. And then there's what Kate's talking about there, which is people's visions of what world do they want and how, how, do, how do we want to make that happen? Well, not really how do we want to make that happen, but what's that, what's that world like? And so I was really struck by the kind of these two different worlds of like one is here's a structure, a community organisation and, and how do you go about it? And then the other is people's visions. And I guess what we were trying to get to was the pathway to that. So this idea of people holding conversations in their homes or in venues or on the beach or in the pub or whatever else on the 9th of October around an issue that really matters them, about a question that really matters them, with a real clear sense of where they want to get to or what the issue is that they want to deal with that is then really inviting to people. It's fantastic, but it's then that has to go somewhere. So actually then you do need this other process of a kind of structure that's going on and a meeting of different venues and different organisations that is going on in Portugal just now. A lot of, lot of organisations wanting to work together. Those two have to somehow get... So I was just surprised listening to the visions yeah. happening and thinking all the time, OK, how's that going to work with the structure we've got and the organisations we've got to encourage them to actually come together and tackle these issues and, and enable these visions to happen? But going into the visioning, when mm. Eva took us into the visioning, my table, it was amazing just listening to people because she took people through this kind of thing where you, you, know, you got up into a helicopter pass through time you come down like 20 or 30 years whenever in the future and you then smell and taste and you, you know listen what's the sounds and people were just in a very different place and what was interesting was for quite a few people there were a lot less people actually Portobello had a lot less people in it and I can imagine that with the changes of where people are choosing to live and where people are going to carry on pouring into cities and actually a lot of the visions were about a lot greener place less traffic or no traffic and growing food and quite so those are quite visionary and then there's the really nubbin issues around elders and are older people being looked after are they included are they marginalized younger people what can they do so just quite a ra- I'm struck by the range really the depth and the, and the breadth of what's going on we suddenly realized that though like good 50 people turned up and that was great there are plenty of others who couldn't turn up because they're still kind of protecting themselves and um, so we're going to do this again by zoom so we'll let people know um, when that is um, and we're going to be holding a orientation meeting on the 18th of September yes. so that's the next key date which is when people can come together both a, an in-person session and a Zoom session to be able to envision how will they hold conversations and it won't just be conversations so somebody came up with the notion of using the October 9th day which is the day when we're going to have these conversations happening people holding them across Porty and people being able to walk between those conversations and take part in a whole range of them that it may also involve people going out to ask questions of people in places who haven't turned up so there's an outreach happening in that process, not just to come to us, but actually people going with open-ended questions. What issue matters to you? So we're trying to find creative ways to include more people. We have an email address, 
which is hearttalkporty at gmail.com. So if you want to get in touch, get in touch through that and we can fill you in. There's a real sense at the meeting that this patchwork of local blethers, as they call it, would like to include as many people as possible. If you're listening to this and you have an idea, now is a great time to get involved. Connect with your neighbourhood and start imagining the future of Porty.